0: hey guys welcome back to the black and the beast podcast where we talk about the beauties of being black and the beast we deal with every single day it's been a minute i know but i'm not sorry and i'll tell you why thank you guys for being so patient with me Thank you guys for joining. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for growing the podcast, even with us not having episodes in a while. Uh, I I really genuinely appreciate it. I've seen some metrics or some numbers that like actually caught me off guard and some places where I kind of thought that like I would never be listened to locally or in the States. So thank you guys. I really appreciate that. Um, In the spirit of transparency, this episode is going to be another catch up episode. We're just going to reflect, review, and see what we've learned. And I hope you guys enjoy. And I hope you guys get something from it. Thank you so much for being patient. Thank you guys for being here. Before we get into the episode, um, like I said, I do thank you guys for all of your support generally across the board. Um, like I told you guys in the last episode, I have a few ventures that I went into and um, I really appreciate the support when it comes down to it. If you guys are open to it, go check out my candle company. It's Jiggy Candle with no s uh, dot com or you can go on social media at jiggy candles uh jiggy spelled jiggy like i can't get jiggy with this or i can get jiggy with this or you can go look up my book uh it's on amazon it's something i've always wanted um it's something very intimate to me and i hope you guys if you do like you know at least get a glimpse of it or anything you could appreciate it and um give me some feedback but yeah that's we just going to keep it there Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. So, like I said, this episode is going to be more of a catch-up episode, what we learned, just a way to reflect, share information, and then kind of come together and, like, talk about it or create conversation points between us, our friends, our family. Um, We are still in the aftermath of COVID, and... I don't even know if we could technically call it an aftermath, but we're still in something of it. And I still feel like we are in the process of unpacking, and I think we're gonna be in the process of unpacking it for a minute. But realistically, I think that this is transition to a humanity lesson. Like, realistically, who do you rock with you picked? Not saying that you picked a side, but you know who you rock with. When it comes down to what you want in your life, you know what you can't live with. And I think that the biggest change that's occurred, at least for me, it's been perspective. And it's been perspective in a few areas. And I think, like, even in, like I said, in the spirit of transparency, and y'all know how this is. Like when it comes down to it, we care about the mental health, we care about feel-your feels, we care about all of those things. And so we're in a process too. And uh in the process of doing so the first thing that i want to talk about that i've like had to reflect on um that i have that i feel is like one of the more important elements in and just this evolution that i've been experiencing and that i know that people around me have been experiencing is the concept of friendship and understanding friendship who are friends who are acquaintances understanding that friendship can transition as well understanding that like sometimes what you thought is not what it will be it's not what it is and you have to go through things to learn that and i've gone through a few things in my life that could teach me what friendship is but i think that like for the last couple years, it's been more of a shaking wake-up call because you really know who's there for you. And it's not a thing of, it's not a thing of like a physical presence or emotional presence, spiritual presence. It's not that. It's literally just a thing of people being in tune and knowing genuinely how to love you. Like genuinely. And I think that, Before COVID, a lot of us thought that we compartmentalized people when it came down to love and we used them for specific things. And I think that that is still applicable to our daily lives. I also think, though, that in compartmentalizing, we were doing that incorrectly. And I think that in perspective, I can say that, at least for me, I was. So you look at people and you go, okay, well, I'm here for this person, like, they're going to be there for me. And it's not necessarily an expectation thing, because in relationships, more or less friendships, a friendship is building expectations for each other consistently, and you're growing together. But a lot of the times as human beings, we like to rationalize out the best in people. And doing so, we start to ignore that sometimes we're like, simply just outgrowing people. There are conversations that can't be had anymore because you're not in that element. It applies to friendship. It applies to family. But we're talking specifically about friendship. The idea is to not take it personal. You can't take it personal because they can't take it personal. At the end of the day, what ends up happening is when it comes down to growth, realistically, a lot of the times people can't see eye to eye. That's just what it is in regards to transition, in regards to growth, a lot of the time people cannot see those things eye to eye. You do things in ways that are human and that are ways that are individual. And it doesn't mean that it's something for you to take personal. It legitimately isn't anything to take personal because at the end of the day in our lives, we all have our individual journeys and we meet where we meet. And at some point, just like everything in life, Start to fall apart to what it's supposed to be. And sometimes when it fall apart, when it falls apart, it falls apart in contrast of people. And sometimes it can be fundamental people, but you've outgrown and your foundation has changed. You went from a brick and mortar mom and pop connected to a shopping center, but now you're the the warehouse. And a lot of the times like that don't that don't fit. And it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. And we have to grow to accept that. We have to grow to understand and accept the fact that, like, we have permission to do those things. And it doesn't mean to dramatically or traumatically cut off people. It means that accept that you're growing and then maybe one day y'all be able to have that conversation. On a live I did with my friend not too long ago, she asked me, "Uh, can toxic people, can you eventually grow to have a relationship with toxic people? Or can you fix relationships with toxic people? And I do believe that you can, but I also believe that it's one of those things where when perspective is involved, when you water a seed prematurely, you cannot grow it later, and vice versa. If you save a seed for later, you can grow that seed later and reap from its abundance, prayerfully if it has it. When it comes down to people, people we're like, we're like everything else on this planet, even though we don't like to think about it that way, even though we like to be noble. But when it comes down to it with people, with toxic people, or just with people you don't even have equal perspective with anymore, it becomes a situation of, do I save this conversation for later? Because we might see eye to eye later. We might realign, but right now we're not. And that's okay. Now, it doesn't mean that you go and look at all of your friends, every single one of them, and be like, I'm evaluating the, the person that I know who's been here for me this whole time. You don't have to do that. Because there are some people where it's not fair to do that. You know that they're human just as much as they know you're human, and you know that they love you just as much as they know that that you love them. It's not up for debate. It's not up for question. You're not questioning them. But if you have a spirit of question for certain people, it's okay to go ahead and evaluate like legitimately. So like I said, in the spirit of transparency, we're going from topic to topic and we're transitioning and hopefully we'll come back full circle and I'll be able to connect these things. Hopefully I know I will, but it's literally just one of those things where when you connect it, like you need a network of people. We learned that, right? And every part is relevant. Even though we like to look at one part is more important than the other, you need balance in every area in some capacity, because you will have misalignment in a specific area and everything else has to be balanced for you to be able to truly allocate the energy that you're supposed to allocate to that one situation. So it's like, in evaluating, we're grown, we're growing, we're getting older. It's okay to start accepting that some of the people in your network don't belong. And it's nothing personal, nothing personal at all. It's okay to accept that some people might come to that conclusion about you as well. We are human beings. We're working consistently to put puzzle pieces together. We are. Make sure you have people there that can actually support you, not people who can look like they're going to support you. That's the type of stuff that messes you up in the long run because you don't have to consciously deal with it. You subconsciously deal with it. And that's the stuff that you got to go to therapy for. We were born broken at least not broken, but we were born in a circumstance where they break, like you were born whole and they break you down to rebuild you up whole. We all have it. At the end of the day, it's okay for us to transitionally start to accept things for what they are. Now, I know we did not ease into this episode, but it's been a while. And I feel like I have things to give you guys and I'm going to give them to you. I don't know how long the episode is going to be. This was a spur of the moment, spastic, let me sit down and record situation. So we're just going to talk. But I did want to talk about that. I felt like that was the most important thing because that's the thing that's been coming up the most in my life. And I feel like a lot of us are at this point where, you know, I think you've grown and you've gotten to the point where you know things and you know who you are, you know what you are. And I think the hardest network to break or to break through in is that network of people that have earned your respect even if they haven't done anything to earn it. Recognizing that and confronting that is not easy. So let's do it together and let's have the conversations amongst the people around us. Let's start to be honest and transparent so that we can truly grow in what we're supposed to be. There's no more room for any toxic situations or toxic people, which is going to lead to my next subject. And like I said, Black and the Beast, the beauties of being Black and the Beast we deal with thank you guys for listening. Give us a couple seconds. We're going to give you an ad break and then we're going to come back to the next topic. And then we might just go for a minute, might not have any more ad breaks. We'll see how it goes. But thank you guys. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Um, So like I said, uh, in the spirit of transparency, I'm going to sacrifice for you guys a little bit. And I'm going to be totally honest. I'm going to be totally transparent about my feelings and things that I've learned that have been kind of traumatic to deal with. Uh, things that have contributed to the reason why I'm not, you know, with you guys as frequently as I used to be. Um, and we just gonna talk about it. Because I feel like in the Black community, there are certain things that we are confronting as a community collectively that we can talk about. And um, I want to confront this more as a collective consciousness conversation because I think that we're there. Uh, We're at a a point generationally where if we disagree, we disagree. If we don't, we don't. Um, And we have to accept that sometimes you won't meet in the middle and that's okay. And I think that, in transparency, I can say that my trauma lesson regarding that has more or less come from like parental trauma. And I can accept it now and I can talk about it. Um, I can say that COVID in your brokenness and in your vulnerability and your weakness, you learn a lot about a lot of people. Um, And I think that for me, the most traumatic thing that I can get off my chest now and share with you guys and hope that you can come to some type of place of understanding it is sometimes when you feel alone, you can be surrounded by people and you're alone, not because of the people you're surrounded by, but because of the voices that you grew up with. Sometimes you have seeds planted and you have insecurities and you have misunderstandings amongst yourself that it's it's a little bit harder to confront because you don't even know where they start and it's it's one of those things where you spend a lot of time trying to navigate that trying to find oh where did i go wrong where did i cause this where did this happen and we have been raised in such an accountability era that is it's hard it's hard at times to navigate those things because sometimes it's it's not that you lack accountability but sometimes the root of it, it hasn't been you and it's hard to accept that because society has created this thought process and this perspective on things that allow us to kind of cripple ourselves in a way where we're like it, accountability is the first thing and we don't evaluate the scenario. And it's like, accountability has to come from a fresh place. Accountability accountability has to come from a place of true reflection, introspection, sitting down and, and, and like looking at who am I? What could I have genuinely, truly have done better to make this situation better or to make this circumstance better? What is to my credit and what is to my fault? That is what accountability is. You can look at certain situations and you can say, because of respectability politics and because the way that I was raised, I'm like, I have to take credit and I got to say this and I got to say that. And I am here to tell you for mental health purposes, we have to break certain stigmas. I am bold enough to speak on this for us. We have to break certain stigmas. We deserve better. And we're a generation that's conflicted. We're a generation that has watched trauma build up and and build and build and build from generation to generation to generation. where we're not even looking at the root. We're not looking to find it. We're just looking to, to fix it. And sometimes when you look sitting there in a room alone and you hearing that voice, you gotta accept that that voice is the equivalent to the what you going to do on they. Eventually, you're going to have to confront that voice. And that might be traumatic because that voice comes from somewhere, unlike the what you going to do voice. It comes from somewhere. And it might sound like I'm, like, all over the place with this, and I'm really not. Like, I'm just following my heart in regards to the way that I want to articulate it because I don't want to articulate it in a way where you are looking at parents who aren't, the ideal parents or parents who aren't perfect as an enemy or as someone that contributes to the worst. And like, yeah, you have nightmares, but like, are they the true reason of it? Are they a representation of it? Like you have to start evaluating it differently. Like we got to look at our parents as people because they genuinely are. So just as lost as we are, they are too. They were raised in the same societies that we were raised in. They had certain things that they can get away with that we can't and vice versa. So we literally have to sit back and have empathy in that capacity. But we also have to have empathy for ourselves. And we have to have accountability in the capacity that like some of this hurt, some of this hurt got to go and it got to go somewhere and we can't hide it and we can't suffocate it anymore. We can't live in that. A lot of us have a, a child in us that craves a part of our parents that might not be there and it might not be there yet. It might not. It's not, that it's, it's not that it will never be there. It's just it's not there yet. And just as we are human beings who go through things, I think that if we have empathy for the humanity in it, if we give grace to the humanity and the situation or the circumstance, we can kind of start to navigate it in a healthy way. And that's what the goal is. Some of us have to start to navigate this because that is what is stopping you. How do you truly like how do you truly know where to go when you don't have anyone to ask? And you have people offering you advice, but there's this thing where you don't know how to let go of the fact that sometimes your parents are not ready to be your parents. I don't matter how old you are. That's a personal decision. And it doesn't make them terrible people. It might make it a, a fucked up situation. But at the end of the day, people are people. People are people. We all go through things. Like Black people, we went through this era and we're still going through it kind of where mental health is is a disregarded thing. We're not supposed to look at it. We're not supposed to pay attention to it. And it's relevant to our parents. We can give them grace in that, but they also, out of respect, should give us grace for the fact that we are growing too. 2020, 2021, it has done something. It has forced you to go, I have to have my wings. I have to grow. So in that, I have to let go of the things that don't fit. And that don't even mean cut your parents off, just like with your friends. We're building up a team of people right now, right? We went through friends. Now we're going through parents because parents are different than family, right? Like people tell you not to have expectations, but you, like your parents are the people you have expectations for. And we can lie and say we don't, but you do. And you learn not to. And that hurts. So in doing so, you have to accept that some of us are having kids. Some of us are finally accomplishing things that we've been working on our whole lives. And now accept it and it's time to deal with it. If you can go to therapy, go to therapy. If you have to take some time apart because it's just that bad, because sometimes it's just that bad. And society has taught us to ignore that it's just that bad. But if it's just that bad, go. It is okay to be still and know. It's okay to, to go to a place of solace, to sit and have peace, or to go to a place where you can truly evaluate and identify what voices are yours, what voices are God's, and what voices are your parents. They're not perfect. So and so we aren't we have to get through that part too. It could be projection because I've been going through things, but I feel like collective consciousness has been serious. And I feel like a lot of us can relate when it comes down to this thing of our parents, like, like wanting us not necessarily to be children, but just looking at us as we're still children. And millennials are all grown at this point. So we're going through this together. We really are. And we have to pay attention to that. So accept it. Start to have a conversation. If you're not bold enough or not even bold enough, that's like a, a, a messed up way to say it. But if you're not strong enough right now, if you haven't found the strength to stand up and have that conversation with them, it's time for you to at least have the conversation to free yourself. Because do you not deserve to grow and to be healthy and to be happy? Do you have to wait? Do you have to sit back? Do you have to do those things? No, you can enjoy life too. And sometimes the things holding you back are the things that you can filter out and deal with later. You still eventually got to go and deal with the coffee grinds, but you going to enjoy the coffee. Don't make a mess, pretty much. But that's the parental aspect. We can face that trauma and we can do better with our children and there's nothing wrong with it. We can have better in our lives and there's nothing wrong with it. But you got to accept that that child in you that wants is always going to be there and you can't tell it to shut up and you can't tell it to not exist. That child that wants is always going to be there. So you have to nurture that child in its place. And God will send you people. And God will send you things and experiences that will show you that you're loved. God will show you that God loves you. But you have to accept that. You have to embrace that. You have to, at some point, let go. Let go and literally give that part to God. Give that part to what it is that you know you have to give it to. The The thing you give things to when you're not strong enough. Because that's Goliath. It's Goliath to transition out of parents, we can go to the next level of family. I think that we're at a point too, where evolution-wise, family, friends, parents. What I'm trying to get across, I guess, in so many words, is that we have to have a solid foundation inside of us, security inside of us, so that we can have it outside of us when you have family around you need people to remind you of who you are and some of them will always treat you like who you were but stay close to the ones who know who you can be stay close to the people who know you can be sometimes our family is not blood sometimes our family are the people we choose but you still need to make sure That you stay close to the ones who tell you who you can be. It's so important. You're never too old to grow. You're never too young to grow. You're never too ill to grow. You're never too anything to grow. But you have to be in a condition that will allow that to happen. So you have to make sure your friends are right. You have to make sure that your parents are right. Your boundaries are set that you are secure in flying, and you have to make sure that your family is good. Family has so many facets, right? Because your parents are technically a part of your family, but they're the root of something. They're supposed to be matriarchs, patriarchs, eventually grandparents. But then your cousins, aunts, uncles, your best friend has been your best friend for so long that like why are we calling each other just best friends? Like you say that in public for the like flex, but when it comes down to it, collectively, those things become your support. Those things are the things that hold you up. That's your village, that's your community. It's important to cultivate and stay within that, but to also make sure that you stay, you're staying in the right place. You're always gonna have in a community a room that's into some shit that you're not into. You have to accept and respect within yourself that that's not who you are, but also like be humble enough to listen so that a person can tell you this is what you really are. This is who you are. At least this is what I've seen since I've known you. This is the thing that's never changed. You don't belong there, but then you also do belong here and it's okay to go there. The permission the people who are gonna give you permission to go, the people who are gonna send you off. Cultivate that. Build your boundaries and respect. Love each other. Compassion. Be each other's strength. Because for some reason, in all of the breakthroughs and all of the the testimonies that I feel like we're all about to come into the most important part is not going to be the physical part. It's gonna be who you can say was there. We have lived through a historical event. Every day we live through history. But you kind of have a feeling. You know when it's going to end. You know when it's going to begin. We have lived through something that has been so traumatic that has stripped the things that have made us humanity or made us human away. You cover your nose when you walk outside. You're not just breathing the air. You talk on FaceTime. It's acceptable now to not see each other in person. You don't know. And it's okay. But in that, we've sacrificed things. Things in ourselves that we have to start to collectively start to rebuild. We have to. Because if we don't, and we don't pay attention to those things, what is it going to do for us in the long run? We got to heal. And then, (laughs) if you are healed... Just go. Don't look back. Just go. Because we're human beings and we rejoice in our experiences. We rejoice in the story we can tell. Don't prolong somebody else's testimony because you're afraid to let them go. Don't prolong your testimony because you're afraid to let someone go who has to be gone. It's time. It's time for us to all just just to, to find something that gives us joy and to live in it and to to know that the people around us will be there to hold us down in the times in life that we know will come around inevitably where we won't be able to live in those things. The times where I have to live in the memory of how good it was. We are living in the memory of how good it was. So when you're living in that, you get forced to accept that sometimes it wasn't, it wasn't good. It didn't feel good. It didn't look good. The people around me weren't good. You have to get to the point where you accept that and you accept that some of that not good, it was there to make sure that you would never be not good again. From family, friends, like... Cousins, like parents, like all of these different people. This is your community and you can accept it and you can grow. I want us to stew on that and to just truly have the conversation. We deserve to have the conversation. We grown now. You don't have to lie to us no more. You don't have to make up stories and you don't have to hide anything. All of us are at a place now where we can start to confront with transparency, with dignity, with a level of honesty that we know we deserve. That's some things that I've learned. Now we're going to go into a break and then we're going to come back with a few more things and I'm going to end the episode. But I want you guys to genuinely stew over what I just said or over the things that I just pointed out. It might not be relevant to some people, it might sound randomly put together, but I feel like in humanity, we all have things that we can pick, nuggets that we can take, and I think that like you can take some from it. But pay attention and listen, even if you have to listen twice. You guys come to this podcast because you understand something you understand my desire to give something. And my transparency and in my vulnerability, nothing has been perfect. Ever. But my perspective, my perspective has given me a layer that can give me a moment to feel perfection or something that I think perfection is. It's perspective. So now that we've gotten through perspective of people. Like I said, we're going to come back and we're just going to get into some life perspective. And then we're going to let you guys go, if that means anything. I hate saying that like that, let you guys go. You guys are going to go and you're going to like talk about things. You're going to have a good time and you're going to be like so happy, like so happy. We'll be right back. All right. And thank you guys for staying at least this long than 30 minutes of me like ranting but like i said we're gonna take a different approach approach at the conversation of perspective um and so in doing so i got my big homie og yellow mako all that other shit uh <laughs> like we're gonna stay here and we're gonna to, to really, like I said, deep dive on some intimate, vulnerable shit, and, like, the next part that I want to talk about perspective, at least that I know has, has changed, um, at least in the last couple of years with COVID, or at least, like, up until this point, has been, like, my idea of love or self-love, and so that's what we're about to talk about in this next part of the episode, so, like I said, thank y'all for being so patient, and this is where we're about to turn up, so, Ayella, What, to you, what do you think like has changed in your perspective of like self-love or love in the last year?
1: Um, Definitely seen like, I wanna say like what the love is actually about, if you can say that. I don't know. Like, I think that like we live in a society where like the whole self-love thing or like self-happiness is like a cliche like oh you got to find that happiness amongst yourself or whatever like you're never gonna love the way or love other people the way you're supposed to and i think that should is actually true because um when you find like true happiness and you know tap into that self-love um you just have like a clear perspective on like boundaries and like things that you don't you shouldn't put up with or things that you want out of things Um, I think that also comes with maturity, too, like a collective of things, but my perspective definitely has changed because I've also watched, like, love be an excuse for, like, putting up with things that we're not supposed to. But if you love yourself enough, then you would definitely not put up with, like, the bullshit.
0: Right. I feel like even just to piggyback off of that, it's like, I think in regards to the conversation about perspective of love and how that's changed it's one of those things to dive into the fact that like in this journey of truly becoming like lovers of self or to like look at yourself and be like okay i am this i accept this about me you start to realize that like in in the world people like love like everybody loved different And people start to apply and to push their love and their perspective of love on you, even if that's not what you what you dare for or what is like it's not your love language. Like traumatically speaking, like it's one of those things where it can create an identity crisis because to know a person loves you makes you think of them differently off bat. Like, just for it to turn into some shit where it's like, okay, I'm here, and I love you, but now my perspective of love has changed because now love comes with priorities. Like, love, like you said, boundaries. Like, even with that, like, elaborate on boundaries.
1: Um, so, like, boundaries are extremely important because, um, we it's something that can get crossed super easily and like i said earlier with like love making being an excuse for things um that's one of them is like allowing people to cross your boundaries and um you know it enables like a whole bunch of stuff like boundaries are super important for mental health reasons like you know you don't like something you shouldn't have to put up with it and then the idea of, like, love in the mix of that definitely shouldn't be, like, well, I thought you loved me, because now this becomes toxic. Right. So, that is, like, you know, if people go in with the respect of boundaries, um, or the respect of the other person's boundaries, like, I think that you can only get nothing but pure love from that.
0: Right.
1: Um, But, yeah, that's what I see about it.
0: Yeah, my perspective on boundaries. Like, like I said, like, even when you look at love and look at the fact that we starting to prioritize it differently and are starting to, like, compartmentalize love in regards to perspective of, like, what you need. Like, I think that even in regards to boundaries and, like, all the cliche things that we ever learned, it's like, bro, like, you need that like, and our, I feel like our generation, and it's, it's it's generational, but I feel like every generation has their different variation of, like, what it looks like, and for our generation, it's literally one of those things where we were taught, like, we were taught to love everybody else low-key more than ourselves.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: We'll talk, and, like, and you weren't, like, here for this part of the episode, but even in the parent part, like, I was talking about the fact that, like, when we listen to the voices in our heads, even when it comes down to our idea of love, like that stems from somewhere. Like we learn those things from somewhere. We're not necessarily always dealing with somebody who's pushing an affirmation or anything of that nature. Like sometimes you have to literally relearn everything about yourself just off of that. Like parents don't teach you boundaries. People who are coming (laughs) into your life, (laughs) like people who are coming into your life to like, own something or feel like they control something. They're not like worried about no boundaries. And it's crazy because it's like, that's the element of choice and everything. The fact that like, when it comes down to love, who you gonna love first?
1: Right.
0: Like who you gonna love first? And like, who are you gonna sacrifice for? What are you gonna sacrifice for? Like in the last year, when I think about my perspective of of love and how it's changed, it's literally been one of those things where it's like, I can say in my chest, not not like in a, a narcissistic way or a self-centered way but like there's this element where it's like I have to be true and honor who I am I have to genuinely love me the way that I want to be loved before I can allow anyone else to to even speak to me right like at this point like I feel like Loki. when we make that choice like the root of abuse is to make the choice to not love yourself first Even if it's like choosing to love your kids, kids go crazy because their parents like literally be like, okay, like in regards to love and perspective. Like parents will go, oh, like a loving relationship with my kid is me putting them in time out, them never like crying, them this, them that, or me being this fucking superhero level of patient. And it's like, no. Like you have to set boundaries with them too, because they're gonna have to learn that sometimes you don't want to take a shit by yourself. Right. <laughs> like everybody has their place, and I think, like I like, even with conversations we've had recently, it's like for me in regards to love, I give a certain type of love. I need to be in a room with that type of love because anytime I'm not, I feel by myself. With we'll whole people in a room.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um. crazy because like love has so many layers and then it's like it's something that's so simple but can be mistaken for a million different things um i don't know what you believe love is in particular but i definitely think it's a frequency um i think it's like it's very energy filled, but it's it's mistaken for an emotion and um love brings emotions but i don't think that it is an emotion um and like just the just understanding like what love actually is i mean like i could be wrong but that's just what i believe in
0: but i i agree because i feel like if i had to explain it because we can have that conversation on what is love like like i think that like because i had a tattoo on my body love is beauty beyond words but i think that love is for like when you watch soul and that scene where he's like playing the piano and he's like lost in that space i feel like love could be that like love is another dimension of life and we can shift and jump in and out of it just on a spiritual level so like you have this world where you're in this reality where this is just what it is it's black and white and then love is a gray area like it is it's a bunch of it's a bunch of different layers because like you literally have to apply love to everything in some capacity for you to do it properly. Like, you gotta, if you love singing, you gotta be fucking dope at that shit to be successful. If you love being a mom, you gotta, like, like, that's the best mom, the ones who love being moms. Like, literally, even when it comes down to romantic relationships, like, if you love yourself, then you're creating a standard off that for people to love you back. It's literally one of those things where it's like, love to me is that it's another dimension we choose to be we either choose to be in it or we choose not to Mm -hmm. like i was talking to somebody not too long ago and it was like when it comes down to love like they were like talking about how they single and how like they hurting and shit like that and it's like bro at the end of the day like we always gonna have our heart broken but Our perspective is everything. Like when it comes down to love, you can literally be in an abusive relationship, get out of it, and then step into love and then be so focused on that relationship that you're not paying attention to the fact that like you were just in an abusive relationship and you transitioned out of it into people who are embracing you, into arms that want you to be healthy, into arms that want you to be good. And because you're so focused on one type of love, you're not even paying attention to that. You're going to feel alone. And it's like that for every abusive relationship. Like, it's like that for every type of love. Like, even when you think about parents and shit like that, like parents literally like go through different layers of how am I supposed to do this? What do I say? How do I teach them to love themselves? There's so many different perspectives of it. But at the end of the day, it's literally one of those things where it's like, when you step into that dimension then it's like it's a choice in regards to that freedom you got some parents that won't sit and enjoy their kids because they so focused on a nigga like you got people even when even the other way around you got people who ain't got kids like everybody didn't dealt with it you got somebody that ain't got kids that's worried about somebody who got kids because they dealing with somebody who got kids and it's like nigga love yourself Cause if you got to be worried about me you're not like setting a standard for this nigga to love you in a way where you feel like you being loved properly like if you calling somebody else if you're on somebody's phone if you're paying attention like if you paying attention to a nigga baby mama he ain't paying attention to you
1: yeah
0: and you letting them like love yeah, yourself <laughs> Real talk. It's literally just like love yourself, bro. And we have to love ourselves in every compartment of life. Like what is love? Love is a different dimension. Love is the choice to live on live in heaven on earth because it's hard. It takes work to get to heaven. When you think about the, like the theoretics behind it, like it takes work. But at the end of the day, we get moments where you get to live in a place where it's like nothing's wrong. You forget everything is wrong. Like, accept that dimension. It is a frequency. Dimensions are frequencies. All of that. Like, at the end of the day, like, when I think about, like, even when, even to have this conversation, because there's, like, that period of time where you're, like, 22, and, like, love is specifically relationships. Like, you'd be telling your mama you love them, you'd be telling your daddy you love them, your cousins, all of that, but then when you think about love, you want to hear I love you from one specific person. It's, like, there's no way to live like that. Like, at some point, you're going to have to evolve and accept, like, eventually, I'm going to have to be like, I love you to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Like, so many people get caught up in that rabbit hole. Like, even when you talk about love and the toxic perspective, like, we know people who are, quote, unquote, so in love that every day they're miserable.
1: Yeah, because they made they literally made it. To where that's all it is. Um, I know someone in particular. I ain't gonna say no names. I'm trying to put the homie out there on blast, but um, you know, I was speaking to them, and they—they're they're basically like, it's very evident that they're in a very toxic relationship, and um, um, you know, she was explaining to me how she's she's clearly unhappy, but then she explaining. she's explaining to me how she's like legitimately addicted to this person mm-hmm. and to the point where like if they are like out of town they'll have like withdrawals mm-hmm. and it was really sad to hear that because i feel like a part of what ties that person to hold on to something like that to even be able to identify and admit that you are legitimately experiencing withdrawals with this person not around but this person also does not make you feel like the woman that you are, like like the woman that you strive to be every day or the woman that you have been or the mother, you know, whatever the case may be. And that is being excused by
0: quote, quote, love. It's crazy and- because I think about it not even to cut you off. Like, it's kind of like, you know how they tell you too much of anything is a bad thing. It's like you can love the right thing too much and there be nothing wrong with it. But if you love the wrong thing too much, everything is wrong. Yep. Like everything is wrong and people don't realize that and people don't want to accept that. It's like, you literally are going to have to start shifting your perspective of love and you're going to have to make the love you have enough.
1: Right. Right.
0: Like people literally will sit there and be like, yo, I love you. I don't want to see you with nobody else. But then the nigga that they went hate them and treat them like they hate them like it's like when it comes down to it at the end of the day like I feel like that's a reflection of my love for myself like and there's nothing wrong with going through a phase of learning because we all do have to learn how to like crawl then walk but it's like bro at some point you over that shit and I think in the last two years even to like bring it to the whole COVID and like COVID's expedited that shit because you had a lot of people that would have been with a bunch of motherfuckers or would been with a, like a specific person that is literally a trauma bond or a toxic person in their life because you had all of these things compensating for the time that you would have been able to actually see it. Like you had nothing but 100% of what that person is. Be it like you're in a relationship and this person is always on your phone and that's good enough, but y'all always at work. Now it's COVID and you ain't seen this nigga. Or heard from this motherfucker. Because now they at home with somebody. Or like even with the the happy relationships where you thought a person was enough. Like niggas will think that a person is enough and then you're stuck in the house with them all day, every day, like realizing that like, oh no, I'm not tripping. I really feel like I'm half loved.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Mm. Like I really feel half loved every day and now that I'm in here, I know for sure that I'm half loved and it just don't feel right. And and then the other person, because they love it hundred percent, but they love in the wrong thing, now you just toxic. And yeah. People do crazy things when they claim when they claim that they in love with a motherfucker, like at the end of the day. So it's like, bro, like at, I just, like I said, and like we've been both saying, like, it's one of those things where it's like, when are you, when are we gonna choose to like consciously love ourselves in a way that sets a precedent or a standard for everybody around us, everything around us like our self-love is our protective layer for the love that the world is going to give or receive from us.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, just experiencing that like firsthand, especially like with the whole COVID thing, you're like, okay, now I am challenged to sit here and see what it's like to actually be around this person every day. And you like, I think like with COVID we all learned a lot about ourselves. Like, individually and like you know I think that like there's some people that haven't been able to accept it because like it was a harsh reality it was a very like abrupt thing to happen where we like we were all not working and we were all having to focus on things that we just kind of like brush off and love being like one of the most important things is because it's like when you sit there and think about love it's supposed to be such a positive thing and then in my experience i experienced love in a, the most like <laughs> brutal way possible because i would sit here to ask like how is it that one loves somebody and like they're doing all this destructive ass shit and now you're having to dive into layers and like not necessarily justifying things because of man and woman but also i but like being able to like notice that like Women love so differently from men and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And it's like, whoa, this is like, like I said, it's like a harsh reality of like facing something that you don't typically like pay attention to every day. And um, it's just like, it's crazy because it's like, I've learned so much. And I've also learned that like, you know, there's some things that you can't change. Like, that's just what the nature of it is. And it's almost like crazy to me because like, perspective on love like I've, I've always said like going into a new relationship love is not going to be the moment that you can give me because it's not enough because it's just a frequency but we've all made love like something more than what it actually is and it's not to downplay love but it's just like our idea on love because there's not no blue book to it it's like this is not what it is like love love isn't just like you posting somebody on social media and like telling the world like i love you right you don't mean it or like oh i I had to do this because i love you and it's like "Mm." (laughs) are you sure because now we have to we have to break down the whole idea of um what was i gonna say i'll be high (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah, break down the whole idea of, like, love languages. And, like, putting up with, like, okay, this person that you do love, like, you you fell in love with them for a reason or whatever, but, like, is this person catering to your love language? And a lot of times, like, you're going to come across people that don't have the same love language as you, don't give off the the same love language as you, like, and you're going to have to find a way to make it work. It's like that with any relationship. It's like that with friends. Um, family like obviously don't put up with the bullshit but because we have love like even with family we put up with having to deal with family because they are blood and it's like oh I love them but then it's like there's some people or some family members or some cousins that you're like but <laughs> it's like would I love you if you were not my uncle or my sister or my cousin or whatever and it's like we just have to learn how to like, we, boundaries are just really important when it comes to love. We just have to learn how to like set that precedent in order for it to not become something that it's not supposed to be.
0: Mm-hmm. And prioritizing it. <clears throat> I think at some point we have to realize that regardless of how hard we try, there, there's nobody that we love the most. Like, there's nobody we love the most. There are people that we love when, You get me? And it's like, it sounds selfish to say it like that, but it's like, nah, bro, you got your turn up people who like that love is a, you know, it's a certain vibe that you got with these people. Then you have the love that's a more calm love. The love is transcendent. Love is different everywhere. So it's like, nah, you just got to accept the fact that like you might love in this room for 15 minutes and you might love in the next room for two hours. Like, at the end of the day, like, when even when it comes down to family, it, there's, like, this layer in the black community of respectability politics. And that makes it hard to love a nigga. Yep. Because you <laughs> automatically have this layer of, fuck how you feel, this is how it should be.
1: Yeah. And that, that's that's exactly what I'm talking about, about love being an excuse for a lot of shit. That's not what love is. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, now you're making it, you're, you're trying to normalize what love looks like by masking like it's like it's like okay for instance a nigga that walked around and didn't fucking take a shower for like a week and instead of just getting in the shower and washing his ass he's just spraying cologne all the time
0: right
1: you can't sit here and like disrespect somebody and just don't give a fuck about their boundaries and um, and then of course like this happens unfortunately a lot in the black community, I'm not too sure, like I have to do like research on like where does that even stem from, like why is it that you have to like overpower shit and then think that um, you can just disrespect me and I'm like not a human being and it's like, what the fuck, I have feelings too, right. but then be like, well I love you because you're my daughter or like, I love
0: you. It's like, is that enough? you yeah, like, no, it's not enough. <laughs> but, even, but even to go back to the, the whole metaphor that you just made about like a person not showering, it's like even in that instance, it don't matter who you are. You're going to walk in this room and everybody's going to be offended. It ain't even right. got nothing to do with who you are. Like, fuck the fact that like there's this label or this stigma about what should be. It don't matter. You're going to walk in this room with this toxic smelling shit and it's going to affect everybody. And at that point, it doesn't discriminate as to who it is. But you right. can choose to ignore the fact that you're offending me because of who, of who I am. Like I'm supposed to stand in your funk because I'm your child, right? Because I'm your niece, right? Like,
1: and like that's not that's not cool. Because I mean, especially when you become a parent, it's like things like this that you have to you have to pay attention to,
0: mm-hmm. and you think
1: that you shouldn't. Because, like, it's been so normalized in your household or, like, amongst your family members or whatever the case may be. And it's, it's like, it's not okay. Like, I don't, like, with me having children because, like, I have, um, I'm not going to say i grew up in, like, a terrible household. But, like, I definitely experienced that whole, like, um, that whole, like, power of, like, just being super alpha and, if I even express myself, I can't, and it's like because it's disrespectful. Right. But then it's like, well, how how is it that like if you claim that you love me, then you should like love me enough to respect my opinion or respect my response without it taking offense to it and feeling like you're being disrespected. Well, even and with that,
0: it's like respect my human because at the end of the day, I am a person just like you, so I might get uncomfortable with the way you say shit i might get uncomfortable with the way you respond or the way you feel like i'm supposed to do certain things like i'm a human being before i'm anything
1: exactly and that's the problem that happens in a lot of relationships is that like you're human before anything i mean like i said i have someone that i know personally and like the, the person i was talking about that they're addicted to their significant other um you know, it's gotten to the point where outside looking in, it's, like, you're literally nitpicking on everything to the point where, like, you're deviating from the fact, from you're deviating from, like, the purpose of, like, certain shit. So, for example, like, she, like, will get pissed because not only this dude has, like, chicks on his Instagram that he follows, like, he she gets pissed when he likes pictures. And it's, like, it has now gotten to the point where, like, this has become petty and super ridiculous only because like, what is the purpose of social media or at least the purpose of Instagram, for example, like it's legit ass there for you to like, comment, post. And now you're so caught up in this. There's no way that he cares about me or he loves me because he liked, commented or posted for a substance that's meant for that. And it's like how can you, how can you get to that point where like you're literally trying to monitor everything, and everything, anything that it, the opposite sex does is offensive, or whatever the case may be, and then you're still validating. I know he loves me, but and it's like no, that's not even enough.
0: Right. Like and you literally I- are uncomfortable, and you just live in this funk. Like I said, you come in a person, come in a room and they stand next to you with all that bullshit on them, and you just are supposed to stand there, like at some point, you're going to have to realize you can walk away too.
1: Yeah,
0: you have to.
1: Because, and, and then it's like that, that that's where self-love comes into play. If you, you know, if you love and happiness, is there's a reason why that has been a term for forever. Because they literally coincide with each other. And it's like, if you are, if you love yourself, you will find, you will literally seek true happiness right. because nobody will be able to give that to you because you you know you have these expectations on people that are you know going to put you into a crush a threshold of disappointment. It's like you're literally like holding on to this person's like quote unquote love that it's okay now you're allowing it and enabling it to be okay for you to be disrespected in a way that you don't you you shouldn't even be. That shouldn't even be happening right. and it's like if you love yourself enough you would know that like it is time to walk away this is not something that is for me this is not this person is not going to change even though i have brought it up to them countless times because then and day, especially when it comes to men a man is going to have to want to change themselves before anything right and that also comes with self-love as well and like I said, like love has mastered for a lot of things. Like, yeah, do people do selfish ass shit? But that doesn't mean that they don't love you. But that, that doesn't the, the selfish shit isn't justified because they love you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like that's just not. It's it's a it's a fucking whirlpool of bullshit. But then it's like, yo, if you guys literally loved yourself the way you're supposed to, then then um then we we would not be able to go
0: through these things that we do right right all right well give me one second we're about to have to take a quick break and then we'll be right back we're gonna like to sum everything up for y'all and then close out the episode but thank you for your patience i hope y'all getting some gems out of this we done been through shit to tell y'all this literally been through shit to tell (laughs) y'all mad shit (laughs) literally like and and a lot of people don't like to have these conversations so Thank y'all for being patient and listening. Just give us one second. We'll be back. All right, and before we get into the episode, I do want to put like a shameless plug. I have a couple of things that I have been working on, like I said, not to make excuses. Uh, One thing is the physical copy of the book, uh, something I've always wanted. You can find that on Amazon. I'll go ahead and link it in the the bio or in the description. Um, And then also, I have a company that I started called Jiggy Candle. Uh, Basically, they're aromatherapy candles crystal candles Uh, they're very aesthetically pleasing and they smell well so if you're interested in that I'll go ahead and link that too Um, and then I'll share some of the information on Instagram and on Facebook pages and all of that so you guys will you know be able to have opportunity to become a little bit more acclimated with that but if you are interested go ahead and look at that and thank you let's get to the show. All right, thank y'all for your patience. And we're back and we're just about to, you know, like I said, sum everything up. But at the end of the day, I think that is literally like we both were talking about. It's more or less about boundaries, prioritizing, but understanding that love is not, love is very deep. (laughs) Love is very deep. There are like so many layers to love. Like at the end of the day, we used to like think that love was I love you, but I love you means something. Like even the fact that you get like mad when a nigga put L-U-V versus L-O-V E, like I-L-Y I L Y versus <laughs> Real shit, like bitch, do you mean it? Like it's literally one of those things where it's like love is deeper. And I think that it's time for us to accept that. Like collectively. It's deeper than just saying I love you in a text message, just like praying for somebody is deeper than just saying I'm praying for you. Right. Like, we got to start, like, adding substance to these words. But you can go ahead and, like, what's your perspective, just to close it out, sum up what you were saying. Um,
1: fuck love, gave
0: money. need no, I'm just
1: kidding. Ah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, like you said, love is definitely deep. Um, It has a lot of layers, a lot of layers. Um, There's no blue book to it, but, I mean, self-love as cliche as and sound the most important thing for sure um, once you truly find that self-love you'll find that happiness and you'll you'll be able to accept and um, move forward with things that are not supposed to be holding you back Right. it's definitely a challenge it's not easy um, you know going through journeys that I went through and stuff like I can assure you <laughs> it's not easy and it's really sad because there's a lot of people that are not happy and because they don't have that self love, but you know, we just like you said hold more, you know, put more weight or more um substance to the word than it just being a word, you know, to right. be able to like navigate through this shit a lot
0: easier. Right. Yeah. It's like love is love, but love is like an ocean of shit. Is ocean deep, mountain high. It is, but. <laughs> <laughs> For real, but yeah, no, like, I just want to thank y'all for listening. Like, this is a version of love that I really appreciate. And I think, like, like I said, transitionally, you start to realize, like, love look like different things, and you just got to accept it when you get it. So that's the moral of the story. Even when it comes down to the first part of the episode, talking about the people that you interact with, how you interact with them, all of that had to do with what we just talked about. It all starts with the way you love yourself. You can't have a solid like circle of people if you don't love yourself properly, because people are just gonna be able to step all over you. It's like when we were talking what yesterday, like at the end of the day, like people create expectations. So if a person didn't create expectations in your life, like let it go and love yourself. Like you got expectations for you. Everybody need an expectation. We feel like nobody should have them, but you need to have expectation people in your life. Am I am I tripping about that? <laughs> no, nah, not at all. Because, I mean, you can't control people. Right.
1: So it's like, you can have, of course you're going to have expectations because it's like, we're human. But at the same time, it's like, we also have to be mindful of the fact that like, expecting also can come with disappointment. Because we can be expecting one thing and then it turns out to be another
0: Right, but that's what I'm saying. like I would rather be around... like When I say expectation people, I'd rather be around people who create the expectation. So I don't even have to fall into the bullshit of giving you expectation. Like, nigga, you gonna show... Like, we know you gonna show. Like, like we already know. Nigga, get it tatted. Pull up, motherfucking... What, what? <laughs> like, we gonna pull up, bruh? Like, it's literally one of those things. Like, at the end of the day, like, we just... Just love, love, all love. Love yourself and love the people around you better, and then realize that, like, sometimes it ain't even got shit to do with love. Sometimes people are really trying to love you; they just don't know how, and they don't know how to love themselves. Yeah,
1: that's really what it starts starts with. Real talk, real
0: talk. But that's Black and the Beast. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we really appreciate y'all listening to us rant and ramble, and I hope, like I said, that y'all got some jewels out of that, because we literally been through shit to tell y'all that. I I think we should put that shit on the shirt. I've been through shit to tell you this. That would be hard. (laughs) Hey, that would be hard. I think we might have a black and a b shirt, nigga. But yeah, I love you black people. I feel like y'all can love each other better. And when I say y'all, that includes me, because we all learning. But at the end of the day, Thank you for listening and have a blessed one.